Today on Annenberg Radio News. We're okay with what's happening in airports. Everybody goes through it. But as long as everybody's you know, treated equally, we're fine with it. We don't want to be signaled out. Muslims in Los Angeles tell the police commission what they think of the LAPD's plan to map their communities. Good afternoon. I'm Victoria Sanchez. This is Annenberg Radio News. The police commission had a meeting today and some Arab... Some Muslim communities, representatives of the Los Angeles Muslim community, showed up today at the Los Angeles Police Commission meeting. As Susan Grant reports, they want the commission to know how they feel about the Muslim mapping project. The LAPD's Counterterrorism Bureau plans on using the U.S. Census data to locate and contact various Muslim communities throughout Los Angeles. Naji Ali of Project Islamic Hope held a conference at police headquarters today, calling the program unnecessary and unconstitutional. We're calling upon Mayor Viragosa, Chief Braddon, and the police commission not to implement this proposed policy. We feel it's re- religious and racial profiling, and it sends a horrible message to innocent Muslims that you are now the face of terrorism that our city needs to watch, be concerned about. LAPD officials say the plan is not meant to profile the entire community, but rather identify potential extremist groups in the area. I'm Susan Grant for Annenberg Radio News. Arabic is now among the top 10 languages being studied on college campuses in the United States. The study of Arabic doubled within the last four years. The Modern Language Association of America says it reflects a major push towards internationalization on campuses. Spanish is still the most popular language to study, but Arabic is the fastest growing. The plastic surgeon who operated on hip-hop artist Kanye West's mother just before she died is denying any wrongdoing. Dr. Jan Adams had faced two malpractice suits in the past, as well as two drunk driving arrests. Adam performs surgery, performed surgery on Donda West one day before she died on Saturday. The coroner's office says West may have died from surgical complications, but Adams blames the other factors such as a heart attack or a blood clot. Donda West was remembered today in a community meeting in Lamert Park Village. She was an educator and a chairwoman of the Kanye West Foundation, which aims to stop high school black and Latino dropout rates. Pearl Jr. is the founder of the Black Women's Movement. She says families play a crucial role in success. It's so difficult for children who grow up in a single-family household to have the same type of resources, um, the same access to their parents as kids that grow up in a two-parent household. The number of high school graduates has fallen 10 percent in the last six years. The lack of rain in Southern California is squeezing L.A. water supply. The Los Angeles Department of Water and Power is reinstating the Drought Busters program to monitor water usage in the city. Lada Pandya reports. A grassroots initiative, Drought Busters, will monitor water consumption and promote conservation. L.A. DWP Acting General Manager Robert Rosnowski says the city won't levy fines because it's not in a mandatory water conservation phase yet. We will be informing residents of any violations we see or hear about and give them conservation tips and information on programs LADWP offers for saving water and saving money. City Council President Eric Garcetti says water conservation creates stronger neighborhoods. Less water consumed by each person means that more people can enjoy living in Los Angeles. And we know the statistics that in this region, some 6 million people will be added to the population here in the next 15 years. 
Los Angeles, though, has learned to live sustainably because we've learned how to use our water wisely. The Drought Busters Initiative was introduced during the water crisis in 1990 and helped reduce water usage by 34 percent. Lata Pandya, Annenberg Radio News. Now for the weather. Tonight, expect a clear sky with temperatures in the mid-60s. Tomorrow and Thursday's high will be 80 degrees and sunny. Still to come on Annenberg Radio News, the head of the Los Angeles Urban League speaks on the progress of the black community. There's been a growing vocal opposition from Los Angeles Muslim residents to a proposed LAPD plan to map Muslim communities. David Chong brings us some of the voices speaking out on today's plan. Representatives of various Muslim communities talked about the fear that has started to pervade their community since the LAPD announced a plan to map out Muslim communities last week. Many came to voice their concerns today at a Los Angeles Police Commission meeting. Zabi Missouri from the Muslim Public Affairs Council says Muslim parents are worried that police will start collecting information through schools and other institutions. I heard a Sunday class te- uh, parent who goes, sends their kids to Sunday class calling and saying, I don't want to bring my kids because I'm scared you're going to turn in their information to the, uh, to the police. So uh, people are scared even for their own little kids. Other civil rights activists say this plan is racial profiling, plain and simple, and they see frightening similarities to how African Americans have been racially profiled by police. Eric Lee is president of the Southern Christian Leadership Conference. And as we see this mapping project by the Los Angeles Police Department, it is a mere reflection of what the African American community has been experiencing just because of being black. The Los Angeles Police Commission did not discuss the proposed plan at its meeting today, but commissioners say they are listening to the LA Muslim community's concerns. Police Commissioner President Anthony Pacheco works on LAPD anti-terrorism efforts. We will be looking at these, these particular issues, so the commission is uh, cognizant of these issues and is looking at them with the department. Police representatives have said their proposed plan is meant to be an outreach program to the Muslim community. However, USC graduate student Hasna Maznavi finds fault with that explanation. I think that the LAPD's claim that it's some sort of outreach effort is ludicrous. Um, If it really were that way, then they should be opening up their doors and asking people to come in, um, not chasing after us and hunting us down like animals. The police department plans to meet with community leaders this Thursday and discuss some of the details of the plan and allay any concerns. David Chong, Annenberg Radio News. Now back to our story on the high school dropout rates among blacks and Latinos. In the past six years, the graduation rate for high school students in Los Angeles Unified School District has dropped 10 percent. Today, more than 4,000 educators in Sacramento look at ways to close the achievement achievement gap. Danya Burkhoff reports on problems in the education system. Sylvia Rousseau has been an educator for more than 30 years. She now works at the Center for Urban Education at the University of Southern California. For many years, she was a principal at Santa Monica High School. She says she noticed some major problems in the education system, starting with the buck. The funding, first of all, we have too little funding, and the way it gets to schools is absolutely absurd. Uh, many times schools get funding, categorical funds, but the, by the time it goes through the bureaucracy at the state, 
many times it's the middle of the year before they get that funding, so they can't count on personnel that they can hire or long-term um, approaches to dealing with issues within their schools because the funding may not come till January or February. Rousseau says the high dropout rates for blacks and Latinos mirrors the structure of society. It's the attitudes that are still very deeply entrenched in this nation about who people of color are and how much they matter. That is still deeply entrenched in the way we organize schools, in the way we fund, in the way we organize curriculum and pedagogy so that um, schools do not, as they are currently structured, are not structured in ways to embrace these children. Some experts believe post-traumatic stress disorder contributes to an achievement gap. About 30% of children living in urban neighborhoods have post-traumatic stress disorder, many of them black and Latino. Research shows that those kids don't do well in school and have higher dropout rates. And many of California's black and Latino students attend high-poverty and overcrowded high schools. High schools are just too large. People just can't get their hands around it. The meaning of their lives is trivialized because they're treated like herds. So schools are structured in ways that are antithetical to um, helping students build identities as learners. Rousseau says there needs to be more coordination of community services in the schools. Pearl Jr. is a black activist and author of Black Women Need Love Too. She says media saturation is partly to blame. She talks about Kanye West's success with his album, College Dropout, a hip-hop album that sold millions of copies. Dropout rate is being pretty much edged on by hip-hop. That is pretty much glorifying uh, not being smart, glorifying uh, being angry, glorifying uh, being a criminal, glorifying being a gangster, glorifying being disrespectful. So with the school systems and teachers telling them, no, you're better than that, pull up your pants, laws being in effect, um, I'm telling them it's okay to be smart, it's great to get an education, it's great to go to college, it's great to be successful and feel good about yourself. According to the California Department of Education, the high school graduation rate in 2000 was 74%. Last year, it was only 64%. So children go to crowded schools, they have fewer days of instruction, they have teacher turnover rates that are astronomical, and that we're saying there's something wrong with the kids. Dropout rates have increased nationwide. Danya Burakoff, Annenberg Radio News. A growing number of African Americans say they're worse off than five years ago. That's according to a survey by the Pew Research Center. Blair H. Taylor is the president and CEO of the Los Angeles Urban League. The league has been addressing issues concerning African Americans and other minorities in L.A. There's nothing in this report that is surprising to me. I, I think that there's a reality in America today that is one that may not necessarily uh, be apparent at the first uh, pass, and that is that truly uh, many Americans are suffering tremendously, uh, particularly in the last five or ten years, and and many of the gains that may have been made uh, several decades ago are, are actually uh, being given back in this era. Also in the study, it's saying that some of the white community is saying that uh, the black community is actually progressing, and so there's kind of a disparity between the two groups. Why do you think that is? Well, you know, I think that there's the, the, the African-American community has progressed in many ways. Um, you see a lot more wealthy African-Americans today than you did 
20 or 30 years ago. You see uh, a lot more African Americans today who are college educated than you did 30 or 40 years ago. So, you know, we can't we can't say everything is gloom and doom because it's not. Uh, things have gotten significantly better in this country in terms of race relations. There's just no question about that. The issue is that the the burgeoning growth of an underclass and the problem that that represents for America, which is if if that underclass continues to grow exponentially faster than any other class of people in the African American community, in the Latino community, or in the Caucasian community, for that matter, that is a big problem for America because as that group becomes increasingly disenfranchised, they are it becomes harder and harder to have them buy into the American dream, American value system, um, and all the things that, that this country is supposed to be about. And if that happens, you, you, you literally create two societies, two societies that are separate and unequal, and two societies that unfortunately cannot mutually coexist forever. There are uh, people of all ethnic groups who look at African Americans or other minority groups and say, say, look, you've gotten a lot of gains. What are you complaining about? Well, we're complaining about the fact that uh, the least among us, and the least among us doesn't necessarily pertain just to racial distinctions, and the least among us are growing faster than any other group. And they're getting more and more disenfranchised. Our nation's got a big, huge problem. And what kind of solutions do you think should be brought up? Well, one that we're pursuing is is a replicable model for changing, you know, 170 block area at a time. And so we've launched a model called Neighborhoods at Work, and it's a collaborative effort that works with the the police department, works with the school district, works with community-based organizations, works with health and hospitals, uh, and it focuses in on five disciplines all at once in the 70-block area, health, education, housing, employment, and safety. Now we check in with Alex Michelson from ATBN. Thanks, Victoria. Tonight, a look at the living legacy of Lou Galen. Plus, USC takes a look at the drought busters, how do students here conserve, and a, a report on the writer's strike. Tonight, a one-on-one interview with Sarah Silverman and also a one-on-one interview with Emmy Award-winning actress Julia Louis-Dreyfus, all coming up on the TV version at 6 o'clock on Trojan Vision. Look for you then. Thanks, Alex. That wraps it up for today. We've had help from Caitlin Finaro, Susan Grant, Lada Pandya, Ellie Wong, Sam Farber, Jennifer Chapsky, and Bob Grace. I'm Victoria Sanchez.